Welcome back to Cats Cast, the bi-weekly podcast featuring nature, arts, and culture in the Catskill Mountains and Hudson Valley. This is prime maple sugar time, when nights dip below freezing and warmer daytime temps lead to flowing maple sap. I'm Herb Van Baren. Most people call me Van. And I'm just a farmer from Oliveria. Oliveria Schoolhouse maple owner, proprietor. You know, I started out with just a couple taps here in Oliveria and the next year I saw my neighbor Tom, he had some sugar maple, so I asked him, can I tap your trees? And you know, eventually I got enough taps that I left my job up at the YMCA and started doing this full time. I am the sap king of Shandaken. <laughs> this week, we check in with Herb Van Baren, a maple sugarer here in the Catskills. Catscast is supported by WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Catskills. Reflective, responsive, and supportive at 91.3 FM, MTC Cable Channel 20, WIOXradio.org, and with any smartphone radio app. Alexa, play WIOX. And by the 52-mile Catskill Mountains Scenic Byway, following New York State Route 28 through the heart of the central Catskills. For maps, itineraries, and links to area restaurants, shops, and accommodations, visit scenickatskills.com. Now these trees have been tapping for, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years at least. So that tree right there with the three taps on it, I wish I had a thousand of those. Cause that is probably the best running tree in the entire valley. So it runs great, it has a wonderful sugar content. One of my favorite trees. <laughs> With the exception of being a grocery store cashier in his past, Van has spent most of his working life outdoors. Today, even among over 2,000 other producers in New York State, he is one of a handful of sugarers producing Ulster County syrup commercially. I first met with Van on a late March day in 2014 to see his syrup production process. He brought me on a tour through his various sugar bushes in the area and showed me his solo setup to make that delicious Oliveria schoolhouse maple syrup. He also shared with me the potential value of sugaring at home, along with some tips on harvesting your own sap. Well, you can see if you have a tree like that, you can get almost 10 gallons of sap from three taps in one day and 10 gallons of sap will make a pint of finished syrup. So you do that 30 days, you got 30 pints. That's a lot of syrup from one tree. New York State has the largest population of tappable maple trees in the United States. So if you're a New Yorker, you may just have access to a sugar bush in your own backyard. Anyone wishing to make their own maple syrup can do so with tools around their house and a maple tree in their yard. However, the hardest part, says Van, is removing the water from the sap through the boiling process. And do you have a way to boil it down at home if you were to tap any trees or? How long does it take? You know, it depends on how much sap you have and it can take hours. You have to have the time to do it. You can get a candy thermometer and maple syrup boils at seven and a quarter degree above the boiling point of the water for that day at 66% sugar. Maple trees can produce sap for years if they are kept in healthy condition. In many cases, they can be tapped for decades. Van has been tapping the same trees here in the Catskills for more than 20 years. The amount of sap 
that you're getting out of the tree is really no problem for the tree whatsoever. Uh, it's kind of like you getting a little cut. You get a small section of uh, compartmentalization inside the tree. So you're introducing a little bit of bacteria and mold and fungus into the tree. And that's why you have tapping guidelines. Because you don't want to put too many taps in a tree because then you might as well take a chainsaw and girdle it because you're going to kill it within, you know, 10, 20 years. And it's flowing. That is what I like to see. And yeah, when you tap, you want to have your drill bit at a slight upward angle into the tree. And that's not to get the sap out because the sap's flowing out because you have high pressure inside the tree, kind of like if you shake a Coke can. When the reason you tap up into the tree is when you pull the spiral at the end of the year, water can't collect in there. If you tap down into it, that'll just hold water. You'll get even more damage to the tree. And this tree I've been tapping for 20 years. These guys here. Van uses a vacuum pump to help draw sap through a web of plastic tubing connected to each tap. Unlike classic gravity-fed sap collecting methods, this method of extraction nearly triples the amount of sap drawn from each tree. Watch out. One valve. Open two valves. And then if you go over there, you can get the sap coming in the tank. This is a gas-powered sap pump, a water transfer pump. What's coming out of the tree is 50% CO2, 50% sap. So that vacuum pump is actually pulling the CO2, not the sap. That pump will run on a gallon of gas, will run for nine hours. And in that nine hours, in a good day, I'll collect almost 800 gallons of sap out of here. So that's a pretty good investment. When it's flowing really hard, it's like a garden hose coming off the mountain. And I've had it where these three tanks, I've emptied them at 11 o'clock and I've come back out at four o'clock in the afternoon, five hours later, and the tanks are full. Thousand gallons of sap in five hours from 1,200 taps. So that's pretty impressive. That's not happening today. <laughs> uh -uh. And that's a cold evening and a nice warm that's day. That's a cold evening and a nice warm day and yeah, just perfect conditions. In New York, the perfect time to harvest sap is from late March until nights get too warm to freeze the sap before the daytime thaw. And it's best to be in the uh, days are in the mid to upper 40s, nights in the mid to upper 20s. In a good day, these tanks will be full to the top in a really good day. And they hold, you know, 300 gallons each, but then when they're full, they spread out, so it's more like 350. That's a wonderful sound, is that dumping. That looks pretty substantial. Some of it too could be the sap from last night frozen the lines so sometimes your first burst that you get is just the stuff that's thawed out that's why i'll stand here and wait a little bit to make sure one that when it dumps the releaser is actually working that the mechanism isn't getting stuck and two that i'm pulling on this one about 20 inches of vacuum so now we're pulling 18 which could mean there's a leak somewhere, or it could just mean there's so much sap in there that it's, you know, 
take a little while for the vacuum to catch up. And what usually causes the leaks? Tubing coming apart, deer chewing on the tubing, squirrels chewing on the tubing, coyotes chewing on the tubing, bears chewing on the tubing, Bigfoot chewing on the tubing. <laughs> All kinds of different stuff. Even if you look at this one here, you can kind of see the sap in there and it's hardly moving. That means there's not a leak here. If it were shooting through real fast, then that there's a leak. Turn the pump off. Right now I'm running about 2% sugar from my last sugar bush. I haven't tested this one, but if you see it's foamy, this is a little higher sugar content. I'm guessing this is maybe two and a half. So that would equate to under 40 gallons of sap to a finished gallon of maple syrup, which is good. And I normally end up somewhere around a thousand gallons of finished product. Normally as the season progresses, the sugar content goes up and then toward the end of the season, it drops back down again. A sugar bush, a collection of, you know, it can be 10 trees, it can be 10,000 trees. And normally, old sugar bush, you'd have all the buckets, and they'd have the horses with the sleigh, and the horses would know their way through the trees. So now a sugar bush is mainly defined by tubing. So how many trees you have on tubing going into a centralized collection tank. So this sugar bush is 70 taps, two taps in each tree, so 35, 40 trees. Next, Van took me to his sugar house, where the syrup takes its final forms. In this sugar shack, tree sap is boiled down to the delicious sweetener we know as maple syrup. So the next step is to pump the sap from the truck into the two tanks that feed the reverse osmosis machine. So this is my hired help. This is my reverse osmosis machine. A reverse osmosis machine that takes uh, up to 70-75% of the water out of the sap before you boil it. And most of the time that technology is used for water purification. We get rid of the water and keep the sugar. Basically the way this works is I'll have a thousand gallons of sap in the two RO tanks. And there's a gold water pump underneath and then a high pressure pump. So the sap comes in, and once it gets up to 40 PSI, just with the regular water pump, I turn on the high-pressure pump, and there's a nanofiltration membrane in this stainless steel housing. The water molecules are small enough they can pass through the membrane, but the sugar molecules are so large they don't pass through the membrane. So depending on how many gallons per minute you have going through, the pressure that you have, I can go anywhere from, you know, concentrate to only 4% sugar to concentrate up to 10% sugar in one pass. This RO will take basically a thousand gallons of sap will get turned into 250, 200 gallons of concentrate. So instead of having to boil for 10 hours, I only have to boil for two or three hours. And that time can be spent out in the woods getting leaks, getting more sap, or just, you know, having more sap and boiling longer and making a lot more syrup. Since this interview, New York State has changed its grading system for maple syrup, having added flavor profiles to the grading system. Here, Van explains the different colors of maple syrup, what the grades mean, and what influences the color of maple syrup? Basically, in New York State now, there's five grades of maple syrup. Uh, three are grade A, table grade. Uh, it's light amber, medium amber, dark amber. 
anything darker than dark amber but still has a good flavor and good taste uh, is classified as extra dark or proper classification is extra dark for cooking but anything that has a bad flavor to it or you added too much to foamer or you know you let the sap sit too long and the sap went sour that's classified as grade C or commercial and that you can't legally sell retail so that's that one and a half percent real maple flavor that you get in the corn syrup junk and those three grades of A is just a matter of personal preference uh, basically yeah light amber has a little more delicate flavor to it dark amber is definitely more robust maple syrup uh, you know some days I'm in a light mood and some days I'm in an extra dark mood and what influences the color well the main thing is bacteria in the sap the more bacteria you have in the sap normally later in the season when it's warmer the bacteria chew up the sucrose which is the sugar in the sap into a little bit of glucose and fructose that caramelizes under the heat of the evaporator so you get a darker color at the same time they're breaking the amino acid strands the lignans that give the maple syrup its maple flavor so you get a stronger flavor or later in the season the tree's metabolism is changing so you're starting to work your way toward what's called buddy maple syrup and that gives it a much stronger flavor some people they describe it as like a woody kind of earthy flavor when i'm running it through the filter press i'll take a sample of it and i'll check it for grade i'll check it for sugar content with the refractometer and then i'll taste it to make sure it tastes good so i do lots of shots of maple syrup that's how i can stay up you know two three days straight and then also later in the year say november i open up a barrel and i have to bottle it for an order i do the same thing i check the grade i check the sugar content and i taste it before i put it in the retail container then so how much maple syrup do you consume each year a couple gallons <laughs> I go through a lot of it, more than most people do, I guess. What do you use it for besides pancakes? I don't use it on pancakes. I don't like pancakes that much. I put it on my Cheerios. <laughs> Van's Catskills famous Oliveria Schoolhouse Maple Syrup can be found throughout the region. Hudson Valley residents can find it at the Woodstock Farm Festival, New Paltz Farmer's Market, the Phoenicia Diner, and more. And if you're not in the Catskills, no worries, Van ships his maple syrup worldwide. Catscast is a production of Silver Hollow Audio. Production intern Sky Roos wrote and produced this episode. Please be sure to subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And give us a rating to help other listeners find us. Until next time, you can find us on Instagram at Catscast. I'm Brett Barry. Thanks for listening.